0: Now we've got a scramble. Walsh, around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow, and Charlie Curno off one step, just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through, and Honey Milk didn't
1: put it right through the middle. Big moment, Kennedy, Walsh, bends it, brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost, he gives it a magnificent roost, he kicked the goal.
2: Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Good day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer with you alongside my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Well, today we record from the Gold Coast, where we are made the trip to watch Carlton lose. Ultimately, how do you feel at the moment? <laughs> Not ideal. Don't even know how to start this, to be totally honest with you. It's a weird one, um, making the trip to the Gold Coast, which we did last year, um, and sort of expecting that we'd be right, but we were beaten and beaten quite convincingly.
0: They just never showed. They they just It, it just looked bad from the get-go, didn't it? It looked a bit lifeless. I know we get the first two goals pretty quickly, mm. and Martin could have put us three goals up with a pretty poor set-shot effort, but it just... The vibe wasn't great. We were getting beaten out of the middle very early and all game. But, you know, early, you could just tell early. You know, they ended up kicking a lot of late goals and I think went 15 points up a quarter time. Mm. It just, I don't know, it just never looked... It, it wasn't a game where we were kind we were of... never in really it. in it. There was never a period of the game where you thought, we're probably going to come back and win this either. Just couldn't get... We couldn't, you know, get consecutive goals going. We couldn't get going. Nah, it was tough. It was a tough watch. It was pathetic. It they was. Were, they were
2: pathetic. It was pathetic, um, and it all started from the middle, as you mentioned. We were smashed out of the middle. Matt Rao was brilliant for the Gold Coast. He killed us. Um, Noah yeah, Anderson. I,
0: yeah, I don't know if Rao got on. I thought I actually thought Miller was
2: pretty good first two or three quarters. As in, took killed us, but I thought Rao just really outbodied us. Um, Noah Anderson got a lot of pill, but. Wasn't necessarily yep. as damaging. Lockie Weller was very good. Yeah, Lockie Weller completely dominated off the halfback for the Suns. Um, it was really tough. I mean, you as look he... at you look at the way that we played, and I I just think it was purely from a lack of effort. I mean, I just I, I question the effort against the Suns yesterday.
0: Oh yeah, it's just you know it's such a hallmark of I guess in Carlson. You know, I'm not sure if you saw there was a. You know, a girl up on the Gold Coast is a little sick and she got to meet some of the players on the Saturday and she actually met five players and it was the fab five from the middle being Kennedy, Hewitt, Walsh, Chera and Cripps. The yep. five of them. They were the five she got to meet. That's pretty cool. Great. You know, they're the, 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 head, the headline acts. And they've been... I guess their trademark over the first three weeks has just been two-way running. They, they are everywhere, those guys. Yep. And they were nowhere. They really weren't. We were killed on the rebound again. Um, and, you know, when the midfield doesn't work hard enough and it's very easy to attack our defenders Of a game like yesterday. But, you know, there's just absolutely no pressure coming from up the ground and it's coming in over the back. There were many times where I think Cho would mark the footy and it just, it almost wasn't at Lewis Young's fault. And if Lukosius was going to mark it, it wasn't always at Plowman's fault because the ball was just coming in so deep and so easily that it was impossible to set up for.
2: I think Lukosius killed us in the first half. He did. Completely killed us. Like it was like he was, he was involved in every Gold Coast goal in yeah. that first half. Um, How but many
0: you, times have we said it? You know when Plowman has to play above his size.
2: Well, who was on Rankin?
0: It started with Williams, yeah, Williams, Newman, and Plowman. Were kind, Plowman was playing more tall. Like when Corbett was down there. Yeah. And then Newman and Williams were kind of running through. Yeah. You know whether it was Rankin or Roses Ainsworth.
2: Yeah. But yeah, no, we. Really, I mean, from my point of view, I just question the effort from yesterday. Um, our midfield was completely smashed. Chera was pretty disappointing. Walsh was disappointing probably due to his own standards that he set, but nonetheless disappointing. Kennedy was nowhere to be seen.
0: Chera and Kennedy, 30 disposals between the two of them,
2: 15 each. Is that Kennedy's first time? He hasn't hit 30 in the, in a match?
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let alone... You know, Chero Cher was very costly by foot yesterday. He made a few blues. I think Hewitt was the only midfielder who can leave that game with his head up. I thought Hewitt was great. Um, Hewitt's having a great season, and we'll speak more about him. But he's just so reliable, isn't he?
2: He's very reliable. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. But our other midfielder is just completely costly. is
0: Cripps was looking pretty good early? Until oh, well, Cripps was off. looking great
2: before he went off.
0: Yeah, it's telling looking that injury now... You just Hats. hope that you hope it's at the very, very minor end of things. You probably wouldn't you, you wouldn't expect him to play against Port Adelaide, no. and I reckon Freeman will be a stretch as well. Hopefully, it's nothing beyond two weeks, but you know with these things, it's usually two to four. You know if it, you know if the hemi's there.
2: I hope it's quick. We need him back. We definitely need him back. Um, but let's run through the team. We sort of started off um, with the midfield. Um, Let's start off with, well, I think firstly, Weeders. We'll, uh, we'll give Weeders a tick, I think. I don't think he did much wrong. It was one of those games where it's just like.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's, it's very hard to do anything wrong when you're playing on that slab of concrete. <laughs> it's very hard to do anything wrong. And he was fine. Weedering was fine. Casbolt did next to nothing. And he see what happened, he did when he kicked the goal? What did he do? He pulled the Gold Coast jumper. Oh, that's
2: pretty ordinary. It's a bit of a get stuffed it is a bit of a get stuffed hundred and fifty games for the club and then pulls a Gold Coast jumper it's <laughs> whatever. very what, it's what, very ordinary
0: whatever makes him happy you yeah. know my thoughts on him as a player at Carlson um, probably a really good club man but I didn't like him at Carlson But you no, know, weedering was good um, Lewis young struggled
2: Lewis Young was completely smashed like he he was well out of his depth I thought um, just got Got smashed on the day to be to be frank, I thought all of our defenders were poor. I thought Newman didn't get involved. Um, Williams had so much of the ball, but butchered so much he, of the he, ball he
0: just wasn't making a lot of things happen when you look at adam saad i 'm not sure how many disposals he had, and he, he would he probably well, would Saad
2: have, was clearly our best of the day, and he probably would
0: have had half the amount of Williams, but at least Saad was making shit happen you know at least there was a bit of you know a sense of purpose and creativity, and I think he did a spoil. At Sard centre half, back at one point, yeah. No, he was really good, Sard, I and mean, then he always kept us, you know, you know, goal saving efforts. And then, you know, simultaneously, when he saves a goal, he's always creating in the same motion. Yeah, he he was very good, and S- Doherty was pretty good
2: as well. You know, Sard and Doherty and Silvani for me were our best three.
0: Yep. Yeah, we'll
2: get to those votes later. Yeah, let's just keep but, going. But Doherty was line.
0: really good in terms of mopping up. He took a few really,
2: you know, crucial intercept marks as well when we needed we to. He played a classic Doherty game. Yeah. Like, I, I think there was one point I turned to you and I said, this feels like we're watching 2017 where we're just getting smashed everywhere, but Doherty's sort of keeping us in it a bit.
0: No, for sure. not Doherty was really good.
2: Um, just continue with the back line. So we sort of spoke about those smalls. So
0: we saw Jordan Boyd again. So he got a lot of game time. He just... I, I actually think he was okay. He was Okay. He, he was he, much better than last he, week. Yeah, he didn't look as much out of de- out of his depth this week for sure. He, how about the little candy on the half? I was going to say where of he us? hit
2: up. Um, I'd actually oh, well, he's ended up getting out intercepted. Of bounds, it, was, yeah. it was a nice kick. Yeah. No. Nah, he's he actually showed a bit Boyd. Um, he was okay. I reckon he probably keeps his spot. We'll get it'll be interesting. I've almost you've
0: almost with the team changes for next week. You've almost got to like ride it out so you can keep up with yeah. where.
2: Um. All right. Backline analyzed. And then ploughman. Well, yeah, I mean, Plowman, we sort of spoke about bit, before, got smashed. Well. Just got smashed. Um, and that's what happens, as, as you said, when you're going to play him above his size. He's just going to get smashed. Um, we've, it's, you know, we've seen it for so long, you'd be crazy to think anything's going to change. If he's playing above his size, he is going to get smashed. There's no, there's no two ways about it. It's just, we've seen this for five years. Nothing's changing.
0: No, he just... I don't know. He do you feel like in contest he just gets in the way a little bit sometimes? I I, I just think he's a much better player when he's mopping up at ground level rather than you know aerially. I, I just think it's down to that. I think he gets very lost when the ball's in the air.
2: When the ball's he in the air, of his opponent a lot. when the ball's in the air, his opponent is twenty meters behind the pack. Well, not twenty meters, but ten to twenty meters behind the pack, waiting for the spillage, and gets it a lot. Um, yeah. I think Plowman. I don't know, you know, I think he's very good when he's on the smaller forwards. You know, if he's playing that lockdown role, and we've spoken about this a lot, you can actually get a decent game out of Plowman. You know, if he's playing on that smaller forward, I think he's a valuable player. But against a taller opposition, he's just going to get smashed. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. Midfield, we spoke about George Hewitt was definitely our best midfielder on the day. Sure. Um, Cripps went down early
0: what a, what, he's, he's got to turn into just such a good recruit If he isn't already Hewitt like, Really like, Yeah Underpaid Gave up nothing for him Four year contract He's still like 26 Hewitt Yeah And just He doesn't He really doesn't put a foot
2: wrong No He's He's a gun um, Chera we spoke about Walsh
0: well, no, Luke, We know those guys Are good accomplished footballers You know Yeah no
2: So it's not an issue It's just you expect in a game like yesterday levels, that they like, step I think, up. I, I
0: think Walsh was definitely ahead of Chera on the day. I, I, I didn't find Walsh too much of an issue yesterday, but I guess his first three games, he's had a lot of footy, and he was almost like a bit of... Uh, it's not almost. He was a game-winner last year. No, he's no. not really having game-winning disposals. Well, he's, not,
2: he's nowhere near as damaging as he was no, last year.
0: No. There, there's a lot of irrelevant disposals, and look the fact that he's come in so seamlessly and still been able to find the boys and he'd still be going at 30-31 for the season. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I am I'm, don't get worried by him, but I think last year he added goals to his game as well. I'm yep. not sure if he's kicked one yet over the first three weeks.
2: No, don't think so.
0: So, uh, but yeah, I, I think we know he can go to another level, but I'm pretty comfortable with where he's at, to be honest. But yeah, I, You'd like to see Chera lift.
2: Um, the wings, I think. Yeah. I think... Lockie O'Brien, we'll start off with him. I think his first half was very good. I was very happy with him at half time. I know we were losing, but I actually was rating his performance. His second half wasn't as good, but I don't think he's in... You know, he's in, There's going to be a lot of players who are in danger of being dropped. I don't think he's one of them.
0: Well, I said last week that I'm pretty confident that if he stays fit, he'll play every game this year. And I think we've been vindicated by that. His kicking's just... Such a point of difference, which a lot of players just don't have as an asset, that uh, there's there's no reason not to have him in the team. You know, uh, you know he's probably not the hardest player at the ball or in the, or around the contest, or he's not. You mm. know, and there's no denying that. And he did make a couple of costly fumbles, but with ball in hand, there's almost no one better to have it with. They really, I think, I really think he
2: isn't. is the best kick in our team. He's yeah, he's just precise.
0: Like he's kicking, is beautiful. As in, and that's you know, an asset that a lot of players, you know, the players that he's competing with on the wing, you know, Setterfield's not an exquisite kick, nor is Nunes, nor is Cottrell. And o- and that's where O'Brien, he's going to get a game every week. And you know what? It's an asset to
2: have. It is a weapon. It's definitely a weapon. And it's it, the best it's, asset you can have, really.
0: Because all it takes is, you know, if he can have four or five kicks going inside 50 that are going to lead to a mark inside 50 every week. And I'm not saying he's reached those numbers because that's a ridiculous number to reach, but... Even two or three, if you can create two or three clear cup scoring chances, Yeah, it's as good as it gets.
2: No, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to think of which wing in the comp he sort of plays like. Um, There's a
0: lot of Ed Langdon about it. And I think, so Ed Langdon's actually one of two players across the competition, not to have spent any time on the interchange bench this year yet. Hasn't missed a second of football on the field. And Andrew, <laughs> and Andrew Gaff used to do that at West Coast. And, those, and, that, and that's what, you know, to a lesser extent, because he's not going to reach the level of Andrew Gaff, Will probably, you know, Ed Langdon might be reachable, but it's just someone that has a tank to run all day, and you only need, you know, 15 to 20 disposals a week. But if you're going to hit them like O'Brien does, it's gold.
2: No, I agree. I agree. It's going to be very interesting. I think we're definitely, we're definitely seeing a better player than we've seen over the last four years. This is his fifth year at the club? Yes. So this is certainly a better football than we've ever seen before.
0: It's, I think it's not that he's doing anything differently. I just think he knows his role and I think he knows what is required, doesn't need to go beyond that.
2: Yep. And it's knowing your limitations. I mean, he's clearly not going to crash and bash into a pack.
0: But no, and, and look, sometimes we need him to, which is where improvement comes from. Correct. You know, go when you need to go. And he did make some costly errors, you know, without the ball, really, on that wing that Will's we sitting on, you know, opposite the interchange bench. Um, but, yeah, look, for me, it's just about his kicking, and that's where it's at for him.
2: And then when you look at the other wing, we've got Will Setterfield, who, in my opinion, just... We had a very dirty game yesterday. We'll start off with that.
0: Well, it's just... He doesn't... It's, he's a really tough one, because he doesn't... I just don't know where he's at, or what he's good at, or, you know, you look at O'Brien, so O'Brien's not... You know, the best player across the league by any means, but he's got an asset. He's got a point of difference. Setterfield doesn't.
2: Setterfield hasn't really had an amazing game yet in the first month. No, I'd say his best
0: But he hasn't really had dark games either.
2: I think yesterday was a dark yeah, game. Yesterday wasn't great. I think I think he oh, Sort of you said he doesn't really do anything. I don't think he does anything good, but he doesn't do anything bad. He's just like a bit of nothing. No, he is. And it's, he's and he's a defensive winger. I get the role. And I get you may not see much of him. And he's you know, he's trying to negate the opposition's attacking winger. But for me, I just I'm not even sure if he does that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just think he's disposable. That's what he is. You can um, live without him. And you know, you've got Liam Stocker coming in, I think now Dow's putting well, a is, couple of good that's wings. That's what I was
2: gonna say. I think Dow and Stocker now are really starting to make their Stake their claim for that spot. So, Setterfield's under fire, for sure. Um, all right, forward line bolt. I want to start with Jack Silvani because yep. I thought he was fantastic. Top three player on the day for us.
0: Your top three player across the season for us right now.
2: Yeah. Um, Silvani was fantastic. Throws his body everywhere. Just everywhere. Had to play a bit of ruck. Played a lot of ruck, actually. Um, and <laughs> was probably better than the other ruckmen.
0: Yeah, no, he's terrific. There's nothing he really can't do.
2: He's unbelievable. He's one of our very best players. Um, H, I think think this was a, this is a what could have been type of day for H. He had a similar
0: game against them last year as well on the Gold Coast. He missed a lot of chances. I
2: was going to say, he missed like three or four set shots, which is very unlike him. What did he, he
0: went at 2-3, and then he bellied one that didn't score as well. So he had six shots on goal. Mm. So he, he like he, he wasn't bad H at all.
2: No, 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 he no. I really think he had wasn't. a good game. And then there's Charlie. How many did he kick? Only you know,
0: one, I think.
2: Yeah. Kicked the second goal of the game, I think it was. Kicked the first
0: goal of the game. Sorry, yeah. But first. then he missed. A, there was one in the... Oh, he missed he a siren played soda. on unnecessarily yeah. in the second quarter. quarter. Yeah, And then the one on the three-quarter time siren where he played on mm. from 50-odd out. So uh, yeah, he had his chances as well and just didn't take it. He wasn't great around the ground, though. But he did take, like, you know, the stat sheet will say he take he took seven marks. Mm. It was tough because he never...
2: I don't think they were the issue. The Twin Towers weren't the issue. Um, I was getting
0: it too They had very limited opportunity. And, and the opportunity only came for, like, in spurts. There was no, you know, constant... Repeat entries They'd have seven minutes here And then you wouldn't They wouldn't see the ball For 15 minutes
2: Let's talk about the smalls um, No dirt in this week So we had Always Fisher Martin Sort of operating Fogarty. And Fogarty Yeah As those four smalls um, Actually Didn't think much Of any of their games To be totally honest
0: um, Well I said two weeks ago That I didn't think Jack Martin Should be anywhere near A walk into this team And I was vindicated Because, I'm happy to say, he was just non-existent.
2: He's just, yeah, he is non-existent at the moment. It's a fall from grace, really, because his 2020 season, he was a top five player for us. He was
0: clean. That's what set him apart. He was really clean.
2: I think right now, he is was well, clearly bottom six, He's borderline not even twenty two at full fitness. Well,
0: yeah, he couldn't catch a cold yesterday. He was fumbly early in Martin, literally the first contest of the game. He dropped a chess mark yeah. and we ended up you know, Curno ended up battering it up and kicked a goal. But Martin is at a real crossroads right now where he has to pull his finger out.
2: We need a we haven't had a good we haven't really had a good performance from him since twenty twenty. I mean he didn't right. play half of last year and when he came back he was as you love to say, moving like a 90-year-old. He
0: was. And he had, you know, he had two crucial set shots. And you know, how different is his game if you, know, if you capitalize on those shots? His first one puts us three goals up in the first quarter. Mm. You know, Five minutes later, we're a goal down. Changes the whole game. It does. And I'm not saying that's on him, but you know, you've got to take your chances. If you're not going to get a lot of the ball, which he's not, he has to take his chances in front of goal.
2: Yeah, so it's he had... He's frustrating at the moment. So he had 11 touches yesterday. That's just yeah. nowhere near good enough. Nowhere near good enough. Um, and then the others, I mean, Fogarty had 10. Um, Owies had 11. And Fisher, well, Fisher but had look, 18, but Fisher played the last quarter in the yeah, midfield. Yeah, but
0: what's the, you know,
2: they just didn't hit the scoreboard enough. They didn't hit the scoreboard at all. Um, I mean, Owies missed a soda. Yeah, Os oh, really, Owies oh, oh, he's is a really interesting one because I'm a fan of him. Like, I'm a fan oh, of him.
0: I, I don't think his spots.
2: In jeopardy. No, 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 no. His spot's not in jeopardy, but he's been very shaky in front of goals this year. Missed a couple against Richmond, missed a couple against the Bulldogs. Um, we need more from Owies. We just need more. We need that three. We just need a game where he kicks three. And, and it should have been yesterday. It could have been yesterday. And p- quite possibly could have helped change the result if he hits the scoreboard a little bit just more. Back
0: onto Jack Martin, as in he had four disposals to half time. I, I know,
2: I and mean, it's not much better having just seven in the second half. It's lousy. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's just like, not I'm what not good, it's isn't? just not what we recruited. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, not. you wouldn't go out and sit, you know
0: move the world. In the move the world, yeah, yeah,
2: correct. Um, it's no, very it's, frustrating.
0: Um, yeah, Fogarty didn't do a lot either. I mean, and Fogarty's an in and out, and in, in and out job. A, it's how a business works. It's first in, first out. It's like la- oh, no, this is more last in, first out. Correct.
2: Correct. He um, so
0: will be an easy straight swap for Corey
2: Durden. Yeah, easy straight swap. And yeah, and Just Fisher was very frustrating yesterday as well. What What annoyed me about Fisher was he really he actually was pretty good in the last quarter, and you're sort of thinking, well, where was this all all day, like? You know, he steps up when the game's put to bed. It just almost means nothing. Um, we haven't spoken about Jordan Boyd, the sub. He's probably the only one that we haven't touched on. Well,
0: no. We said he looked, you know, a bit more at home in the game.
2: Sorry, we did. We did. We did. Yeah. It was De Koning. That was the one we hadn't touched yeah, that's on. That's the big one, Tommy. Sorry, I saw the name there. Um,
0: well, I think if we learn anything from today, that Mark Pinnanet is very important to how we operate, which is scary in a sense.
2: Mark Pitonet is enormous for us. Um DeConing just to be totally honest, De Kooning was demolished. Well, like, De, De Koning was... He had his pants pulled down what the whole day. We,
0: what did we say the whole of last year? There's no presence at stoppages. As in, you know, he's uh, he he he's an impact ruckman. He's not a number one ruckman. And I know that Pitonet's out. There's no other option. They're not going to play Murkov, There's no other option. I get it. Their hands are tied. But at the end of the day, it's his fifth year in the system. You've got to at least like even Silvani neutralises a ruck contest better than DeConning.
2: Silvani, I think, was better in the ruck than DeConning.
0: Yeah, because he utilizes his body rather than a leap, which half the time doesn't impact a stoppage.
2: Yeah, they need they really need to teach DeConning his ruck craft a little bit better, I think.
0: And I said last week about DeConning, as in Obviously, I I think there is definitely, there's obviously a spot for him in the team, because I think the two Ruckman obviously works better for us, we've seen, but he's not a threat ahead of the ball still, he's still not clunking marks down the line, marks inside 50.
2: Doesn't do much, really, at all, like, he didn't do much against Hawthorne last week, I think he had a handful of touches, doesn't impact the game, I mean, he was very good against Hawthorne when he moved into the Ruck in that last quarter. But
0: also, He's an impact Ruckman. He's all about impact. Yeah. He's not a, you know, 80% of the game Ruckman. I get it. That was the only option we had. But at the end of the day, you can only comment on what you see. And we've seen a large sample size of Deconning being the number one Ruck. Because Pitternet didn't play after round 14 last year. And it's not good enough.
2: It's definitely not good enough. All right, Bolt. Um, quick votes for this game. A 3-2-1 if you've got um, Sad Hewitt,
0: Doherty in three, two, one order.
2: I'll go Sad, Doherty, Silvani, I think. Um, um, so yeah, the three, two, ones, on, let me think. Um, so, Bolt, how's your best and fairest looking now after that? What's, what's taking shape? We haven't
0: posted those online yet, have we?
2: No, we said we'd do it after round four. So, our BNF tally will go up at some point during the week on our socials. So,
0: we haven't changed our format. So, it, it does honour, you know, if you miss a game, you do four behind the eight ball a bit. Yeah. Um, but it should even out across the season. Yep. As it stands, I've got Doherty, Hewitt, Silvani in that order. In first, Crazy. second,
2: third. Um, I haven't got mine on me at the moment. Didn't bring my computer here. But... I will uh, post that during the week. So, Bolt, we're about to cross over to bring in our special guest, Paolo Sebastiani. But just before we do, um, the reserves, he he called the match. We're going to get his thoughts completely. Very
0: exciting for him, calling the game interstate.
2: Yeah, uh, bloody awesome, to be honest. Um, We're going to get his thoughts, but team changes is going to be extremely interesting this year, probably for the first time this year. Yeah, well, this is the
0: state. You know, we've actually been making... I think in the three games, we've made two, three and four changes mm. in the, across the three games. But these are like statement changes now. We haven't... The only play that's been omitted has been... Fogarty. Fogarty. And Jordan
2: Boyd last week went back to emergency sub. Um, were they so, the only players that have been omitted this year? Yeah. Well, I think we're going to get a flurry this week. Yeah. So this is why the statement changes are coming. Well, Bolt, it is now time to bring in our special guest. Uh, and he's actually... The first guest that we've had this year so a massive welcome to paolo sebastiani the great man
0: the first guest i feel privileged boys <laughs> i'm honored i actually
2: said we, we got back
0: to the hotel
2: room now and jed was like
0: we really should have messaged him and i just didn't I, we, we didn't because obviously we knew you were there we knew you were calling the twos and it made a lot of sense and i'm like we we bloody should have and you know we scrambled last minute so here we are that's all right i'm
1: here now so uh yeah waiting it's uh waiting at Gatter Airport for, for my flight out of here. It's, uh, it can't come any quicker, just
0: quietly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a shack there, isn't it? It's a bit of a heart. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, I'll tell you what, I reckon if we hadn't got the
0: four points at both levels, I reckon we'd have booked an extra night stay, just quietly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm bloody here till Tuesday. I'm not sure what I was thinking when I booked, staying two nights past the game. Uh, well, well make it. The weather's nice. the, we- the weather's nice. Uh, the weather's turned itself on over here, which is good. Yeah, no, the weather has been good. That's yeah. about it going for <laughs> us. It was just, and look, and you're there. So it was a dark, dark day the footy. Talk to us about your day. So you called the reserves game, which is an amazing yep. thing, by the way. Um, how'd that all go for you?
1: Yeah, really well. Uh, very, very, very good fun uh, to call uh, to call the boys in a win as well. Did um, had to do it solo, which was uh, yeah, it's interesting not being able to bounce off uh, not being able to bounce off someone, but uh, sort of got the Twitter feed involved, which is good fun on the call too. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I think that was sort of the best way to. To handle calling by yourself, but uh, from a footy perspective, I don't think the boys could have been any more impressive at, at the AFL level. Uh, really, really strong last quarter. They backed up. They backed up their last quarter from the week before against Box Hill, which is um, which was really pleasing. And uh, look, all, all the big names that we expect to stand up at that level stood up. Dow was good. Uh, he got brought off for a quarter, and um, I've been. I don't think that there was no there were no injury concerns from what I got told. So. Um, I saw him walking around the ground um, uh, during and after the AFL game, uh, so I don't think there were any concerns with Dow being taken off in the last quarter. He was—he uh, looked pretty dominant in midfield, which has been good for him too. I mean, like especially at his stage in his career, being sort of thrown back down to the reserves to, to sort of earn your spot in the midfield. Um, you know, the fact that he's been able to really keep up strong form in the in the VFL has been a pleasing thing for, for everyone, there's I think, involved. He and, and he's going to get his chance now. And, and he's going to hit... I think he's probably going to come in
0: for... We would assume he'd come in for Cripps. There's, the, um, there's no doubt and, about that. Yeah. And and, so, and and I've always been hard on him, I know. But I've actually... And I'm being dead set fair dinkum when I say this. I've never been more excited to see Paddy Dow back in the team because this is what I've wanted. You know, There's no use playing him when he's just so out of his depth at AFL level. Go back, get your hands on the footy for a solid month, which he's clearly done, and he's yep. going to be so much more well-equipped to seamlessly come into this team. And rather than playing a quarter here or there, I'm so much more confident we'll get, you know, more of a complete, rounded game from him.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not. I like. I, I've never been too fussed if blokes go down to VFI level and have to, Nor have to get I. their touchback and all that. Like, it's not. A, I don't think it's such a. I don't think it's such a big deal because. I don't, I don't think he was ever really completely horribly out of form. I think it's just more he needed to get to a level that was probably probably akin to where we drafted him and, and, and where we really set a standard in the midfield now. And that's what Boss has done. He's come in and he said, look, it's a hard midfield to get into. And, you know, if you're going to want to get into it from VFL level, you're going to have to be in strong form. But now he's going to get his opportunity, obviously, we think through injury. Yes. Uh, but reg- regardless, boys, regardless, you, you've got to be in form and it's, it's good to see that players who are going down are going to be replaced with players who are actually in form. They're not just picked for the sake of being picked because a bloke has gone down. They're, they're actually going to be picked because of that and based on their form too, which is which is a real positive. And Lee, Liam Stocker is the other name as well who, who really stood out. Look, I mean, there was a little bit of stat padding because he did take the kickouts, but... Regardless, he was um it was fantastic it uh, was fantastic in the BFL yes,
2: yeah, so I was gonna I mean we spoke a little bit about Dow stock is the other one so he's ended on thirty five touches twenty nine of See, which that's
0: the insight we love from the interstate travelers he took the kickouts you don't get that access at home in yeah. victoria exactly
2: well twenty nine of those were kicks and he had the fourteen rebound 50. so Paolo just to confirm stock played the role that we remember him playing. At AFL level last year, he didn't play midfield minutes.
1: No, no, very. Oh, he may. I think there might. There may have been a few moments where he was thrust onto onto the ball, maybe on a handful of occasions. Uh, but it was probably more stoppages around half back, if that makes sense. Um, but I love the way how he played that. He, really, he played a really. He played that sweeper role, which was. Um, he played it really impressively too, and I think. I think he. I don't know if he's a real like-for-like for, like for a guy like Plowman. Nor do I. But I think the only thing I will say is that I think he can def- – he's starting to be able to defend as well as a guy – well, I say, I say that, you know, in no to, as well as a guy like Plowman. I don't know how that's going to go down with people, but um, it, it, I think what he can offer defensively is almost identical to what Plowman can offer defensively. But then – He's such it's just a weapon going the other way as well. He can win his own football and that's something Ploughman can't do. Ploughman can't win his own footy oh, it's, Whereas
0: Stocker can. It, it, it's a rebounding game versus yeah. a timid game. That's what it is, yeah. with ball in hand. Yeah. And and yeah, and I think last year I was who I was calling Stocker. He's got a bit of Heath Scotland about him, Stocker. Yeah, you, you uh, said that he, last year. He, he does. Yeah. And I think I and I agree with you, I actually think his stocker is to come in. I actually think it's gonna be more for a Setterfield field like and someone's going to push further up the ground.
1: That would have be the worst idea, actually. Yeah. Um, geez, there's so many spots up for grabs now after what happened on 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 uh, on Sunday with the AFL game. Like, I don't know. Do they go? I think if look, I think the beauty about the VFL form at the moment is that if 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 the coaching panel does decide to go down the ruthless path and say no, we're going to drop you know two or three and bring in some blokes. You know, not just based on injury. We're going to bring in some blokes based on form. Um, you know, got Luke Parks was really good yesterday. I thought he defended really well. And I think the one thing that I've really liked about Luke Parks is that he's starting to develop his um, his kicking as well, which was a little bit of a knock on him last yeah. year, I think. Boys, I don't
2: know what you two think. Well, his about ball that, like, drop, yeah. His yeah, ball drop last year was, was very it was, ugly. It was more a technical yeah. thing with Parks.
1: yeah. Yeah, correct. It's not the prettiest kick, is it? But he's starting to chew off those kicks on the forty-five, which is something that um, you know you need to have as a defender to open up the ground. For so,
2: sure.
1: I'd be, yeah, I'd be keeping. Look, they they could potentially go with the Parks blowman swap.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, where that's at.
1: Yeah, and and I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against that. Um, and the other the other one who I think is developing very nicely is um, Alex Murkoff. He's. Uh, He's come on leaps and bounds during the preseason. He's, um, if you go back and I think the replay will probably be up on the AFL app or the AFL
2: website. Yeah.
1: If there was a passage of play. I think it was either, it might have been in the last, it was either the last quarter, or it might have even been the first quarter. Murkov hit this 35 meter lace out bullet ball. And I'm like, Jesus, like, mate, where's that come from? So he's obviously been working on, on that facet of his game. Um, throughout the preseason, because we know last year and what we saw, he was very, very handball heavy, and that's understandable as well, given he's still learning the craft. But uh, I'd, uh, I'd be keeping a very, very
0: keen eye on Alex Merkel. I really, really like what I see from him.
2: Well, that's an awesome insight.
0: Well, it's good to know because you know yeah. the ruck was a clear issue yesterday in, in, in the AFL side. It was probably the greatest issue on the day, and yep. I think just having. And it's nothing against Tommy because he's probably the only viable option when Pitonet's out for now, but to have another alternative come into the mix is going to be so beneficial for everybody.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's he's still very 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 uh,
0: raw. Very, as in I, yeah. I, I watched him play a game of Waffa yeah. about, you know, 12 <laughs> 18 months ago and I, and I and so I can't imagine he's going to be AFL equipped still but yeah,
1: I, I, yeah. I tell you what, I reckon. I reckon he's kicking. He's starting to get up to it. I, I really like, and he's starting to have the confidence to be able to take those kicks on. He, he I mean, he does look for the handball when he needs to. But what I like is that a couple of times he actually pinned the ears back and said, "No, I'm, I'm going to take it on myself." So, look, I don't think not yet. I, I don't think he'll be debuting yet. Granted, or, or you know, provided Touchwood that, that you know nothing else happens to our rucks and Pitnet sort of back within. Within the next week or two, but um, I think it's again, it's an area we really need to start either developing quickly, or we need to start you know bolstering potentially in the in the mid-season draft.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a very. I mean, look, I just hope that Murkov It's it's, it's a very interesting one because he's so raw, um, and he's it's it's tough going forward because I mean, just on this ruck situation. Do we go out and try and get someone in the mid-season draft? Do you think, just sort of expanding on that, could would you be happy if Murkoff played a senior game for us this year? Do you think he'd be ready?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think he will, but if he does, it'll be one of those ones. It'll be towards the back end yep. of the season, potentially, yeah. But I think, I think there is a spot on our list for a Ruck, you know, who's you know, 28, 29, 30, in that, you know, who's played over 100 games, sort of in the twilight of their career. We haven't really meant them for, you know, five, six, seven years. You probably just pinch them to be that, you know, that sort of stop gap for, yeah. for Pitnet to get up to that 50 to 100 game mark, and then he can take over. Then hopefully TDK can improve. Murkov will come on. So I still think we need that that little bit of an experienced older head um, in the Ruck divisions, which, which we don't have at the
0: moment. I think it's more that when you're evaluating the list, as this is going to sound really stiff, but I think you've almost got to assess the list as if Tom DeConning's not a ruckman right now.
1: That's a fair point.
0: Uh, and I actually, because I, I think right right now where we sit, Tom DeConning is nothing more than an impact ruckman. A, a solid seven-minute burst in the ruck adds a point of difference, but I, he's not a full-time ruckman. And yeah, as it and stands, I- outside of Pinnanet, it's only Murkov that's a full-time ruckman right now.
1: And I think that's where we've seen TDK really at his best. And we saw it, you know, I think we've seen it in the first three rounds with our first
2: three 100%. That, 100%.
1: Yeah, he'd been kept fresh. I mean, with in you know, inverted commas, he'd been kept fresh and away from the ruck. And he was able to sort of leap over opponents and have a, have an influence in there. Whereas yesterday against the Sands, he went to, you could see from the onset as the game wore on, he just laboured and laboured. To body up and, and try to go against a bloke like Jared Wits. I mean, he... He's a hard ruckman to beat, even if it was in there. So, you
2: mm. know, for TDK
1: to go in there, who's not been the number one ruck all year, um, it was a tough task for him. But, um, you know, obviously, I don't think that's going to be his role going forward. I don't know what, maybe throwing him... I'm of the opinion that they could even try to deploy him as, like, that sort of sweep around the back as well, like potentially going down back too, to be that cut-off, like what, like what we see Max Gorm does with Melbourne.
0: And... We actually discussed this by the pool a couple of hours ago. Could you send him down back? But I think the issue is he's just not clunking marks anywhere at the moment. Yeah, he's he's not, not, is he? It's strange. He's not a threat ahead of the ball. He's he's really operating in no man's land at the moment. Yeah. It's a curious case with him. He really is. Um, The other one I wanted to touch on in the VFL, I'm very, very keen to see him within the next week, two or three weeks, is Sam Philp. I'm very keen to see him play. Yes, he
1: was. Uh, he was very, very lively. Uh, throughout the first half, um, he kicked three goals. Um, and the way he took his goals were that of a pure, pure small forward, really. And and he was like before he copped that knock to the ribs or whatever the injury was, he was actually
0: trending right up. Like he was. He probably would have played on the cusp. I he, think he would have too. He would have played when Martin went out after round one, and I think. I, I, mate, I think I that's where the change could come this way. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't be opposed to bringing him straight in. Seriously,
0: because oh, I mean, he looked really good in that game against St Kilda. Yeah, yep. pre-season, he actually looked quite. He wouldn't have had a yeah. lot of it, but he looked quite. He looked quite sound on the ball.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he, he's very clear. like he took his goals really clean. I think it was his. I think it was his first goal um, towards the left-hand side of the screen, where he just sort of darted his way through traffic, and he, he steadied and put it on the boot from 35 out, and he was never going to miss and then. His goal through the stoppage towards the right hand screen where he sort of burrowed his way through defenders and he sort of split the gap, found the opening and, and pinned towards goal. He just he's got a good eye for goal and um, he's dangerous mate and you know and, and I think our small forwards like he, I reckon him and dirt together would be would be quite dangerous because that was an cheesy the AFL team just lacked lacked any spark on the ground and lacked a lot of tackles inside forward fifty, which is a real disappointment.
0: It was
2: so, bland. It was bland ahead of the ball. That's what it was. It was. So, it so was. would you say Philp is a pure small forward? Because, he, I mean, he wasn't drafted as that. He was drafted as, as almost a flank wing type of player, definitely an outside player, but almost a midfielder. Would you say he's now playing that pure small forward role in the reserves?
1: I, I would think so, yeah. I think his most dangerous – or the most dangerous part of his game is, is getting his hands on that inside – forward 50 and a round goal just because he's so nimble, and you can like you see, he's got a real I know it's a, it's a cliche, but he's got a real life of goal, um, and his finishing ability is you know second to none, really. Um,
2: which it's very is,
0: interesting, you know, something, that, something that you need to be as a small forward. I, I, I always like comparing uh, I, I, I want Carlson to be the best, and I always like oh, comparing us to the best. <laughs> and I, he almost would he come in and play a similar. If him and Durden played, would it be very similar to Durden being your Cozzy Pickett and Philp being your Charlie Spargo, a little bit of a higher... Something
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it would be something like that. I mean, you've got to benchmark it with something, don't you? Um, You know, I mean, they've got their own strengths and stuff that they obviously have to work on and and, and bring to each game. But, um, you know, you've got to look at how the best do it. And, uh, look, I wouldn't be... I mean, you're probably going to play with seven forwards if yeah. that makes sense. So you got six no one, on the ground yeah, and then one yeah. on the bench. So he could go with three smalls, potentially Dirt and Ois and, and, and Philp. I mean, if they're, if they're going to wait to the scoreboard and they're going to add to that facet of the game, the tackles inside 50, which is such a big part of locking the ball in your forward half and creating opportunity, then why not?
0: I couldn't agree more. And it's, and let's be honest, like Jack Martin's not contributing pressure-wise and he's not contributing on the scoreboard.
1: Nah, he's, he's been, mate. He's has oh. Look, I know. I know people say I don't care what we pay for him, but look, for, you know, from an output perspective, <laughs> compared to what we're giving him, he has not—he has not set the world on fire at all this year. He, oh. he was super disappointing last night.
0: He was shocking. Um,
1: and I I, I, mate, I I wouldn't be, boys. I, I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be displeased with the club saying, "Look, Jack, mate, go have a stint in the resis, Filthy. Yeah. come in, young man. It's your
0: turn." I'm on. Look, I got hounded on Twitter about two or three weeks ago when I said who I don't. Doesn't? I said who I don't doesn't? think he's a walk-up <laughs> into the team. You and, uh, and, and look, I'm all for it as well. Look, on on form, on on his best form, he probably is. But
1: who is oh, it for on sure, their best form? For sure, you know. But he's not into him, is he?
0: No, and he hasn't been since 2020.
1: You know, exactly. So as frustrating as it is, at least the, the beauty about the loss yesterday is that. We've got options down in the VFL that are informed who
0: can come in and potentially do a job for us. And that is, that is, that's 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 just giving me a little bit of confidence going into next week. Well, I agree. And it's a luxury we haven't had for a long time.
2: Yeah, spot, on. Well, spot the, on. well, you look at the VFL side. I mean, they haven't lost a match. They're top of the table. They have a percentage of 186. I mean, they're flying. Um, Paolo, I just want to touch on the other AFL-listed players and actually one non-AFL listed player as well, um, the first are the wings. So last year we saw Nunes and Cottrell um, play a lot, of, a lot of games on the wing in the AFL side. They're the wings in the VFL side and they've actually, you know, on paper had a really good start to the year. What are your thoughts on both of them and is there a possibility, you know, we might see one of them in the next or in the near future? Yeah,
1: absolutely well you you would think so because i mean look as, as much as I'm a massive fan of of Lockie O'Brien uh, you know i don't think he's playing absolutely amazing football, but i think I think out of him and centerfield I think you can potentially keep O'Brien just because he looks a bit more he looks a bit more dangerous on the ball oh, whereas centerfield's sure. more handball centric you know what i mean like and I, and I don't think opposition really worry when centerfield has got the ball
0: no. As in, I, so, I, I don't think Ocky O'Brien will miss a game this year. I,
1: I, personally, I don't think he should. Um, no. I'm not worried about him getting 20, 25 touches a game. I'm just worried about him you know, be, being, um, being able to hurt the opposition, which right. is what he does when he's, allowed, when he's allowed time and space. But on Nunes and Cottrell, um, Cottrell's first two games of the year were, were OK without being amazing, but I thought he was really good yesterday. Um, he kicked two really important goals in the last quarter, and look, his, his running ability is what set him apart from from a lot of players on the field yesterday. And Nunez and has been lively Nguyen has been lively the whole whole season. He's been getting up near thirty disposals a game. He's been using the ball well, and he's been owning the wing when he when he has to. So, and he hit the scoreboard yesterday too, which is which is a positive. So, look again, and as we said only a few minutes ago, there are spots up for grabs, and the guys underneath who are playing those roles are all playing well at reserves level, which is exactly what we need.
2: Certainly. Um, pal, just the last one, Brody Kemp. Uh, we saw he had 20 touches yesterday. What type of role did he play? And, you know, it was obviously an emergency. We, we, we just don't know sort of where he would come in if he would come in. Yeah. Um, can you just enlighten us a little bit? Because I think he's sort yeah. of the man which we just don't know a lot about at the moment.
1: I think he's going to be deployed as a he's going to be a real utility type player. As he, he was sort of everywhere yesterday, he didn't get the scoreboard. Um, he set up. He was part of a few sort of score involvements and handball chains that that led us um, led us to scoring goals. Uh, but I think I think that was probably his best game for the year, output wise, um, which is a positive too. Obviously, with the AFL team coming off a loss, but I just don't know exactly where, as you said, he's going to. Fit in. I, don't, I don't think as a tall forward it's going to be an option unless, heaven forbid, Charlie or, or Harry go down with a niggle or an injury or something mm. like that. That's when you'd probably deploy him up there. But um, potentially as a utility, because we know he's got the ability to play through the middle. But I think as a backman, I think what we saw at the back end of last year, um, I think that's where he's going to be best utilised. As I was surprised that we didn't deploy him as... Um, the intercept mark for the majority of the preseason down back. So yeah. I thought that could be potentially his role, but, but just keep an eye on him. He's sort of been used sparingly in bits and pieces across the ground. But
2: um, I don't mind I that. Liked I liked his game. Um and the last one, Xavier Mar, he had twenty eight and two goals, or was it twenty eight and a goal, something like that. He
0: kept the
2: couple. Was brilliant. Um he's on our top up list and possibly I would say he's one of the front-runners to get a spot mid-season in the mid-season draft. Just your thoughts on his performance, because we do keep yeah. an eye on these guys who are on the top-up list as well.
1: Yeah, I thought he was really classy yesterday, ball in hand. Um, won his own football. He, he kicked a fantastic goal from... It was about 55 metres out towards the left-hand side of the screen. and um, He was also touted as one of those blokes in the pre-season that we might have picked up yeah. in, um the final list spot. I think it was... It might have not been the pre season that just went by. It might have been last preseason.
2: Yeah, it was. It so, was, you're right. Yeah, and
1: he's, he's obviously come on from that, which is which is a real positive. Um look, if I think if, if they're gonna go a midfielder, it'll be either him or Will Hayes. Will Hayes missed the game with Gastro. Um but like what I saw from Xavier Ma caught his name the fair few times, which is which was good. So look, whether if they go for a midfielder, he's a viable option if he continues to play the way he did yesterday. And what I like too is that you know, they're hitting the scoreboard, which is a big thing.
2: Absolutely. Um, Paolo, just before we let you go, we've got to talk about team changes. If you're the yes. coach, what changes are you making? Because this is really the first time this year that we'll probably see possibly more than one player omitted.
1: Yeah, well, look, I don't think they're going to go down the absolute ruthless path just yet, but we don't know what boss is going to do. This is the first time he's, he's had to make changes after a loss. If I was going to go, I'd go with... I think Durdin will come in for Martin.
2: Yep.
1: I think net will come in for if he's right to go. Could potentially come in for uh, who do you bring him in for? Maybe a setterfield, field, and then you push someone from half back up higher up the wing. And then I think Dow will. I think Dow will come in for Cripps. I think those are going to be the replacements, and potentially Parks for Parks for Plowman if they opt to go that way, or uh, Stocker for Plowman. So, I think that'll be there. They'll, they'll decide between the two. So do think you, will come out and stoffer or Parks will come in.
2: So do you have Fogarty keeping his spot? Uh, yeah,
1: geez, that's another one too. Yeah. Maybe Fogarty comes out for Durden, Martin stays in, potentially.
2: Or possibly they could, could, be, could they, they bring, could bring in... More yeah, could they bring in Philp and Durden for Martin and Fogarty, possibly? Yeah, that could be the way to go. Yeah, look, I don't think they're going to make
1: four to five...
0: Changes, I don't think that's but, in anyone's best interest yeah, either. No, you know, I don't think it is
1: either, yeah. But, but look, I think those are the potential names up up for ins and out. I think that those are the guys on the cusp and potentially
0: they could come in and out. Mm, I, I agree. And yeah, we'll let you go, but just quickly, I know it's a Carlton podcast here. Yes. <laughs> but we've got to speak, and I know we've all been on the Gold Coast all weekend. Right. <laughs> Yes, but the derby on Saturday night—the oh. highlight of the weekend. <laughs> well,
1: I got a text message from a mate. He goes, "Are you here?" <laughs> I go, "No." I go, "Mate, I'm up in the Gold case." He's like, "Mate, what are you doing?" He goes, "Mate, we're three 0 up at half time." I go, "No, we're three 0
0: up at half time. I'm bloody watching it." <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> that's where the weekend peaked. <laughs> I think uh, at least one team in navy blue one, mate. I know. Well, I think actually I... too. VFL included. True. I think we're going to have a very fun six weeks. We've. The navy blues in the round ball code coming up.
1: I think so, and uh, look, game on against Port Adelaide next week. If we bounce back, then uh, then that's that's a, that's the sign of, uh, of of a true team, and the sign of a team that's that's definitely improved. So For sure, look, if we go four and one. I think all's forgiven, but uh, yeah, get to the game and um, hopefully all's well. And if you you celebrate Easter on Sunday, make sure you're still at the game
2: because I'll be there. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, Paolo, thank you you so much for joining us. Uh, To everyone listening, um, we'll chuck the link in the description, but the jumper punch is where you can hear more from Paolo, and uh, he does an amazing job to certainly give that show a listen. Paolo, thank you so much for joining us, and look forward to hopefully catching up at the MCG next Sunday.
1: Indeed. Thanks, boys. It's been a pleasure. We'll, uh, We'll chat very soon. Cheers, mate.
2: Paolo Sebastiani, the great man from the Jumper Punch, part of the Blue Abroad Network. You can check out the podcast. We'll do a link in uh, the description and um, head to our socials. We'll do a link to uh, the Jumper Punch where you can hear more from Paolo. Just before we end the show, we will do the Twitter questions. Bolt, I'm going to get you to read them out again this week. We're going to race through these because I'm keen to get back to the pool here. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't mind, just uh, (laughs) while you're sitting on the couch or driving the car, you know, don't let us take your time. Bolt needs to get to the pool, so... <laughs> oh, that, that bar's not open all day. <laughs> all right, yeah, Reid, go for it. All righty, lock egg.
0: It's clearly have improved its stoppage through additional personnel and in forward 50 with Kerno, Durden and Soss improving. But has our transition both ways improved at all since we sacked Teague for
2: it? I think definitely has. I think uh, yesterday, you mentioned it earlier, the midfielders didn't run both ways, nah. which hurt. And that's probably the first time this year that we've seen that for sure.
0: And uh, it, the and it showed on the stats. The book. transitions definitely improved over the course of the first month. Yesterday was really, really bad. But in terms of the first three weeks, the midfield's been working way harder, and we've been we've actually been really stingy in terms of scores against us for sure. So, but yeah, yesterday wasn't a great look. Tracy Reed. I'm a little concerned our midfield didn't land a punch yesterday. I think without Pitternet, yesterday was alarming to me. How do you guys feel? Do you have the same concern as me? Also, I was pissed seeing Owies be bullied and no one came in to bat for him, bring Stopper in.
2: Yeah, I, so I firstly agree with that um, chol, that idiot. Just pick on someone your own size, mate. Like, seriously, he's, he's bullying Owies, who's one of the smaller guys on the ground. Um, but, you
0: know, but this is where our play is. You know, well, that's that's the team first mentality. They need
2: to get in there, and there's no doubt Stock would have been first in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but, yeah, in regards to our midfield, well, Pitternet was an, an enormous out. Just an enormous out. And clearly, at this point in time, I'd go as far as saying he's irreplaceable.
0: Yeah. Um, this is a good question from Rise Again. Um, has Charlie's ability at ground level diminished greatly? Oh,
2: it's interesting. Your dad made the comment about how Charlie doesn't like body impact, body
0: contact,
2: contact sorry. Um, and he's probably right.
0: Yeah, no, he is. He, he, he does shirk a lot of hard, you know, he doesn't crash a pack like Mackay does. But yeah, he does fumble a bit of ground. I don't think he's made, he's not much of a concern for it's me. It's not noticeable. No. But it isn't. It's a, good, it's a good observation we'll look out for. Um, Dane Costa, are we too tall and slow forward? Owies looks so much slower without Durden. Fogarty also slow. Hawthorne and Gold Coast stormed out of our 50 once the ball hit the ground. And that's a fair call as well.
2: It's basically spot on. It's basically spot on. I think Fisher probably. I mean, yesterday we had Fisher, Owies, Martin. Martin is. Moving, and we're going to keep saying it like you keep saying, he's moving like a 90 year old. And Owies and Fisher just weren't lively enough. So, this is why I think bringing in possibly Philp on top of Durden could be quite significant in terms of team changes.
0: Yeah, we, we you know, Durden and what Durden does at ground level without the ball is
2: huge for As us. And I think Durden is one of our more important players. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly he's come along. He's actually. I think Durden's going to be a star. I seriously do. I think he's going to eventually. I'm not sure what he'll
0: turn into, but he is very important right now.
2: Uh, as in, I think he's going to turn into. Uh, he's not going to be a Charlie Cameron no, breed. No, no, no. Small po- it could it, be
0: Lincoln McCarthy, though.
2: It could be Papley. Yeah.
0: I'm There's not a bit sure. of
2: Papley about him. I, I, I'm actually not sure what his ceiling is. Because when Papley started his career, He didn't kick many insane goals. It's just more he peppers them away. Like, like, I don't think you're going to get these goals from 45 out on the boundary line from Durden. It's more he just mops up at ground level and he's going to kick a lot of goals because he's very good at what he does. He's almost, you know, when the ball's there, he's like a cherry pick-up. But you need one and he's very good at it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Next question from GA2502. Have yet to see an effective plan B when the momentum shifts. Is it the coach or the players?
2: That's uh, a th- fair... I, uh, that's.
0: I think you can only evaluate that over a greater sample size.
2: I agree, but I think it's a fair comment, oh, to right, be it's honest. It's
0: definitely a fair thing to pose. Can't doubt that. Jim Fiddler. Who is the bigger disappointment, Martin or Fisher? Also, your thoughts on Williams. He lacks poise and balance.
2: For me... Well, it's got to be Martin. Yeah. I mean, we brought Martin in on Bitcoin, you know. I wouldn't say we moved the world to get him, but, oh, you know what? We probably did at the time. We did everything to get Martin over. Um, and, you know, he's just turned into a serious, serious disappointment. Um, Fisher? Well, I think Fisher's just... You, just saw, you know what you're going to get by now from Zach Fisher. Um, but, yeah, Martin...
0: They need to pull their fingers out those two. Michael Cerevolo, what's worse, our entry inside 50 or our ball movement coming out of our defensive 50? They they, they almost go hand in hand because, you know, you want this team to click. You know, those link passes coming out and going in is where we are so damaging in those, you know, frenzies against Richmond, the Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne. And there was no fluency yesterday.
2: Well, there's been no... I think something I pointed out after the Hawthorne game, and it was... It was like a repeat yesterday. When we, ki- when we concede a, p- a behind and we have a kick in, we struggle to get the ball past the halfway line. We just struggle. We can't get it out of the defensive half of the ground. And, you know, there was a few instances yesterday where I'm looking at Zach Williams taking a kick in and you've got De Koning and Silvani both with their back to the ball sort of running back outside the D50 and to me, that's just mind-boggling. How can you have your two... I mean, Silvani's not a Ruckman, but he was on the day. How can you have your two Ruckman on the date with their back to the ball? You know, you need targets. You need tall, big marking targets. And our avenue out of defensive of 50 at the moment is just... It's difficult to watch because they struggle at it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And look, Williams, I think the thought on Williams is... I actually think he's been really adaptable this year. I think it's no secret he does lack poise coming out with ball in hand. I think Williams has had a good year, to be honest. No, I think he has been fine.
2: Significantly better player than he was last year. Yeah.
0: This is a really good one from Anya. Haven't gotten over 2012 yet, which (laughs) yesterday reeked of round four 2012. And then she goes, I can't do it again. It returned to an individualistic brand of footy instead of team focus due to pressure more concerned with releasing the ball from possession instead of helping set up the next player. Enough of effort. We need efficiency now. It's a great statement.
2: Yep, I can't disagree.
0: And, and it was, you know, and, you, you know, and you've know, you been hot on it. We weren't running in packs yesterday. We, didn't, we were always outnumbered around the ball. We were yep. killed in the clinches. It just, it, it wasn't, you know, we weren't operating as a midfield unit. No, we
2: weren't. We definitely weren't. Our so uh, midfield was smashed.
0: That's probably your home timber and hardware comment of the day from, <laughs> <laughs> from Anya. Um, I, 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 Gee, that's new. Yeah, I don't know. They, don't, they actually don't sponsor us. We've got no affiliation with home timber and hardware. It just, <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Um, JS, how can I not get so depressed when Carlson lose? Should be used to it. Yep, if, there well. was a, if there was a cure to that, we'd be very wealthy people. Um, Andy, how do we feel about the relative disappearance of our physicality since the Bulldogs?
2: Yeah, well, I think the last two weeks I mean, last week against the Hawks should have been the reality check that we needed It should have been And it probably wasn't because we won But, yeah, this, this has to be the reality check I mean, it's a completely different side Yesterday, really, and even against the Hawks The last two weeks has been a completely different side to the first two weeks.
0: It's just lacked a lot of charisma uh, for me.
2: I think we were brilliant against Richmond and brilliant against the Bulldogs. And it's just, for me, the last two weeks, yes, we won one of them, which we shouldn't have, but it's just a completely different side, the way that we're going about it.
0: For sure. And last question, before we wrap it up, from MP. OMAC didn't end up playing VFL, so he's assumably out another week. Stocker for Plough is fine, but is our backline then too small? Dirds and Pitternet, hopefully the other two main ins, very glaringly obvious missing pieces yesterday, which we were, we've touched on. And I do agree, I don't think Stocker for Ploughman is the change, because it leaves us very undersized, given we're coming up against a forward line, you know, with Marshall and Georgiades um already. Um and you know, they may they may bring back in Finlayson to expose that crack because he can't get a game at the moment. Um They
2: will bring in Finlayson actually. You've just said that now that they will definitely bring yeah. it in.
0: Um it'll be very interesting, and yeah and look Oscar McDonald, I think he's probably I think Mcdonald and Young it's going to be a discussion all year i think I think it's going to be a revolving door who's the number one seed, who's the number two seed out of those two, and off the back of a pretty horrible afternoon, you'd probably want McDonald coming in next week, but i still don't i still think it's neither here nor there for now,
2: well, I think McDonald and McGovern. There's an astronomical difference between having McDonald and McGovern out there and having Young and Ploughman. You know,
0: McGovern, McGovern's left a hole and... McGovern's the biggest
2: loss. McGovern is a... He's a stupid no, he, loss. M- like, McGovern, Pitt, extremely and and underrated loss. McGovern,
0: Pittanet and Durden, they almost provide... They enhance us with the intangibles.
2: Yeah. As in, I think McGovern's... I had him in our top three, I think, in both round one and two. Like, I think he is... You did. He's the biggest loss. Oh,
0: I've had him in my top three for four years.
2: <laughs> McGovern for me is—I oh, don't want to make any stupid comments here—but he's just, I think he's the biggest loss we've had this year. It's interesting, and he's out for another two to three, which is going to hurt. Um, we desperately need Mitch McGovern back. I'll say that much.
0: Mm. No, I, I agree. It'll be interesting. We'll wrap it up there. So Easter Sunday—it's a big game. Owen four Port Adelaide—they need a win. We need to get back on the winner's sheet. It's a non-negotiable, the MCG.
2: I'm not confident going into it.
0: You might, yeah. But if we're good enough, we'll win. I think it's as simple as that
2: right now. We can't lose. I'll put it to you this way. That game is a non-negotiable, don't care how it's done, get the four points. We cannot lose that game. Port Adelaide are not just 0-4. They have been absolutely dis... They've been deplorable.
0: Yep. And depleted. Looks like there'll be no wines and lice set on top of Dixon and Aly.
2: De- yep, yeah, depleted, deplorable. They were disgusting against Melbourne. <laughs> and if we I swear if we lose to that team that I saw on Thursday night, I I will be ropeable. Yeah. Because really, they made a prelim like made a few prelims in a row, I think, Port Adelaide. Did they make a prelim
0: twenty twenty? Yep. They finished top twenty twenty.
2: Yep. So they've you know, they've been one of the best teams in the comp for the last few years But that all goes out the window Because they have started this season horrifically They've lost to Hawthorne at home They've lost to Adelaide at home They got smashed by the Demons on the weekend If we don't beat that side I'd, I'd you know
0: Puts us under the pump for Freo in Frio the week after So we'll see what happens Exactly Long weekend coming up for everyone So enjoy that <laughs> Good Friday. It's the Easter period. Beautiful.
2: Have a happy holidays, everyone um, who celebrates. Bolt. We'll be back to do this all again next week. We apologise that we couldn't do this directly after the game yesterday. Probably uh, we, best we didn't. Yeah, we no, were
0: we, we had we had to go out and pour tequila in our eyeballs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and also apologies for the uh the weaker audio this week. Um. We'll have our. We'll be back in the studio next week with our mics um, in Bolt's lovely study. Yes. You know, they, they
0: charge an extra $45 for luggage. I forgot to book luggage. The extra luggage both ways to get the, the whole kit and cavoodle up. Yeah,
2: we couldn't do it, but no worries. Hopefully next game on the road, we will. Uh, Bolt, thank you.
0: No worries. We'll see you then at the G.
2: Bluebaggers, thank you so much for tuning into this week's show. Once again, a big thanks to Paolo Sebastiani. We will be back next week to do it all again and I know we lost but head up and go blues. they been playing against the famous old dark